Hi, I'm Dee Dee Bass Wilbon. I'm Dina Bass Williams. And we are the Bass Sisters. Happy hey, Friday. Happy Friday. So what's going on in your world? Oh my goodness. This week has been just another long week, but you know, Dalen, we had a dental appointment this week and I don't do well at the dentist. Uh, her bonus dad, he typically takes her to the dentist and because I don't like needles. So <laughs> he couldn't go this week because he had appointments, but um, we both made it through the dentist appointment. And um, let's see what else. Oh, lacrosse. She's not, uh, she is not, they're still having lacrosse practice and they are still having games, but the games are indoor. How do you think I feel about the indoor games? Um, you do not like all the, uh indoor games no. why don't you do indoor games because of the virus exactly okay so uh but she's still practicing her stick skills at home and everything you know so that when they're back outside that she can play and um i you know everything that's in the news now with women's sports you and i both played sports in high school and we enjoyed it it was wonderful we are the people who we are now you know, because of our experiences playing sports with all females. And now there's that, what I consider. There's a, there is an attack on women's sports. And we are going to talk about that in a full episode because we want to dig in. But you're right. We do want to make sure that we are protecting female sports, women's sports. Um, women should play women's sports. And that's all we got to say about that for this episode. But we got more to say about it. We've got a lot more to say about it. Oh, and then Dorian. Dorian, he just started his second semester on campus at, you know, at Bowie State University. Everyone who's listening, um, follow him. Go to his website, theofficialsportsfanatic.com. So he's doing an amazing job and he's enjoying it. So that's all I've got that's going on in, on this side of my little world. Yeah, my, my, on my side of Prince George's County, um, we are headed to the grocery store here in a minute because Dalen wants some of her Aunt Zuzu's chicken pot pie, chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. So <laughs> I am going to make her chicken pot pie and bring it over a little later today. So stay tuned to our social media. You'll see me sharing my chicken pot pie with my niece, Dalen. Yay. So <laughs> we, did we lead such exciting lives. That's why, you know, that's why people love us so much because we have such a great and exciting psych. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, girl? What's going on? What's the pot? That's the pound cake. What's the policy? Okay, so the policy, Dina, a lot of people are asking the question what is the future of the GOP? The grand old party. The grand yeah. old party. And so we can survive the Civil War within the party. Um, can we survive the civil war within the party? I think we can. What do you think? I, oh, I definitely think we can survive the civil war. It's, I mean, every, like every campaign, every campaign cycle, we see parties having these internal debates and, and this friction going on. And so can the left survive the moves to pull them further left from the likes of AOC, you know, and then we're having those debates in the Republican party right now. And I believe that we absolutely, without a doubt, can survive, but the Republican Party's best chance to survive is if we cling to the principles of the conservative movement. And right. that's that's all there is to it, right? And I so, agree. 
But, and, and it's interesting, you said the Republican party can survive if we cling to the principles of the conservative movement. And we always say those are two different things, but the Republican party, if the Republican party wants to survive, then the Republican party needs to not be wishy-washy and cling to right of center, I mean, left of center policies, right. left-leaning policies. They need to cling to conservative principles. Exactly. And so we call, we're calling those our four pillars of prosperity. So the four pillars of prosperity, free markets, free people. Full stop. <laughs> if you've listened to one podcast, you know that we believe in free markets, enterprise, empowering small businesses, ownership, when you when your name is on the door and you can take more of the revenue to leave that legacy wealth to the next generation that is a those free market principles are integral to the conservative movement and the republican party needs to cling to policies that promote that hold on tight and then there's fair and impartial justice system that's a no-brainer absolutely so in a, and we have seen in the past administration, President Trump, Tim Scott, authoring legislation that pushes us closer towards criminal justice reform. We're hoping to see common sense criminal justice reform also from the Biden administration. Um, but we also, on the left and the right, we have to clamp down on judicial activism. And that's like activist judges deciding based on their political views, worldviews, rather than on um, what's constitutional. And right. that happens on the left and the right. And the right needs to recognize that we need to not do that. And the left needs to not do that. So fair and a fair and impartial justice system. I go mean, figure. right, go figure. Freedom of expression, Dina, this is something that is being just like, I mean, this is being attacked right now more than, like, it's just crazy to me. Absolutely. Freedom of expression. And we should, this is a, this is a bedrock of conservatism. The, this idea that everyone has a voice, everyone's voice is valued in the marketplace, but we've seen encroachment on religious liberties as well as freedom of speech. Whether you like what the president has to say or not, this like this move to attack his ability to speak, even through people are saying, well, Twitter is a private company. They can do what they want to. You keep saying that in that way. We'll see how you feel when it's your voices that are being um, uh, monitored and excised out of Twitter based on algorithms, not just removing your accounts, but based on algorithms, Twitter saying that diminishing the voices of conservatives. And um, we are going to, there's a section 230 that a lot of people are talking about. We have a link to it in this, but we want to read more about it so that we can speak more um, articulately about that issue. But freedom of expression. This is not America. This is not who we are when you're saying doing encroachments on, on these to, to anyone. We can't, starting down this path and this we can't teach our children this and i don't teach my kids this you know what i mean we we absolutely have to stop it right now because it is going to get to me it's already out of hand it's going to get even further out of hand right so america's future must be absolutely protected 
1000%. I mean, right. and, and we believe that these, these three pillars, what are the pillars again, Didi? We're going to link them in our bio. So the back, like oh, policy and pound cake, the pillars that we want you to focus on that we believe are conservative foundations are free markets, free people, fair and impartial justice system, freedom of expression. Those are the three pillars of the, of, of, of conservatism. Yeah, those are the pillars that we are championing, expounding on. Of course, there are other areas that are important to us that improve, that promote um, prosperity, uh, you know, innovation and research for right. the future. Um, clearly, the a proactive defense, and we didn't put that in the pillar, but but we definitely believe in a strong defense. Um, <laughs> we believe that the traditional family is the foundation of America's future. Amen. All those things are things that protect the future, but free markets, free people, fair and impartial justice system and freedom of expression. If the Republican party wants to win and not be torn apart in the future, focus on free markets, free people, fair and impartial justice system and freedom of expression. And, um, but Didi, here's the question. Do we mm -hmm. look forward? We, even if we have those, th those three pillars and we're working and building on those, that foundation, those three pillars, can we move forward in 2022 without DJT, Donald J. Trump? I think we can, Dina. I don't think we can. You don't think we can. I don't think we can win in 2022 without Donald J. Trump. You mean um, without him supporting candidates, without right. him? Right, now he's not gonna be a candidate, but I mean, without his influence, I think we can actually win back the house if Donald J. Trump plays in the mix. Like if he champions candidates, now, um, he has to use his power for good because he has a he he has a large voice in the in the Republican Party right now, the largest voice. Right. And I believe that he has like so the question is, is he an asshole or is he a badass or both? I think he's an asshole and I think he's a badass. And I think he needs to use those powers for good for good. And like the the badassery of him is when he <laughs> does things like you know tells the rest of the world you're going to pay up we're america's not going to foot the whole bill but the other quality is attacking his person person and not his attacking policy not people we, we don't do that but the other quality him being like a meanie that's not he needs to clamp down on that and use his badassery and not his assholery i totally understand i <laughs> So like badassery, and I like the I like what you said. Yes, he should be a badass when he's telling other people, America is going to be, we are number one. You are going to pay us. You are not going to take advantage of us anymore. That's over with. We're not doing that. And he's an asshole when he is just, you know, or we consider him, we consider him to be an asshole when he is just being nasty to people and dismiss it to people when and it's not necessary that not even dismissive just mean, just like mean. What if, and 
and there are lots of assholes in the world. We understand that. As our president of the United States, we wish we don't want him to be an asshole. He's a, but he's not, we also have to understand he is not a, the quote unquote, traditional politician. He is a businessman. And in business, you have people who are assholes and they use their badassery and that's why they're successful. And he was, his administration was successful in doing the things that he set out to do. So call him an asshole, badassery, he got the job done. And so, you know, that's not impeachable by any stretch of the imagination. You might not like him, who cares? Right. Now, let me ask you this. Um, there is, some people believe that there's a large white supremacist strand in the Republican party. I personally don't believe that it's that large, but I do believe that it exists. And I also believe that the only person who can cleanse the party and just like tell those people to get out of the party, to denounce them totally is president, former president Trump. I agree. So this impeachment trial is obviously going to give him more airtime. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Democrats realize what they're doing by doing this. They did it last year this time and it didn't work. But I believe that he needs to use this impeachment airtime that he's going to get to completely full throat, without question, denounce any form of white supremacy. And I know he's, people are getting tired. Uh, I was actually talking to somebody about this earlier. Um, why do we, why do white people are like white Republicans? Why do we have to keep denouncing white supremacists? Of course, I'm not a white supremacist. I don't know why you got to keep denouncing them, but you need to keep denouncing them until they realize that we don't want them in our party. Absolutely, just keep doing it until you sound like a recorder and you just keep doing it and doing it, and they'll prayerfully eventually get the message. But yeah, they got to get out, and they so they have to continue denouncing. And I think that by the president having this airtime, like you said, I, my hope is that he does. And uh, I, 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 the Democrats, I really don't think that they realize what they're doing. They have a new administration that they should be focusing on. And to me, they're focusing on the wrong thing. The very wrong thing. Dina, the bottom line is former president Donald Trump, he is the, he is the major influencer. He is the influencer right now. And so we need for him to use his power for good. He, the media is continuing to follow him and talk about him and, and this impeachment and everything. And so he needs to use all of this airtime, all that he has to completely 100% denounce the white supremacists. Like you said, full stop. He's, he has to tell them that they are not welcome in this party. And with the Republicans, like Kevin McCarthy said, they have to cut the crap out. They've got to stop fighting and, and bickering against each other. You know what I mean? They have to come together. But the white supremacists know that storm the Capitol on January 6th no more represent you or I or anyone in the Republican Party than the anarchists that, that did with the burning the businesses and all and destroying property all over the summertime representing Democrats, you know what I mean? Right, right. No, I think you make a valid point. I think the truth, bottom line is that 2022 mm -hmm. without Donald Trump in the picture is going to be difficult, but for the long-term future of the party, we've got to denounce and get rid of the white supremacists, period. Totally, 100%, I totally agree. Okay, we're gonna close this out one more time. Our, our three pillars, Free markets, free people, 
fair and, and a fair and impartial justice system and freedom of expression. Yes. That's, that's where the future is for the Republican party, those policies. And I so hope they're all listening to us, Dina. Everyone's listening to us. This is, this is important stuff. This is important stuff. And hey, so um, did we attack a little people this today by calling the president an asshole? Vice, I keep calling him the president, Didi. He's not the president anymore. He's not. I said former president. You said president. Oh, you you said president a couple of times. I was going to stop you, but I was well, like, you know, we we still do address those individuals that held that office as president. Okay. I mean, did we, did we attack him by calling him an asshole? We did, and so we have to own our stuff because you talked about that too. We own our stuff, and we we don't want to, and we don't like, and we and it's not something that we do all the time attacking people. Everyone knows that we attack policy, not people. So, you know, we also call him an equal opportunity offender. Maybe that's a more polite way to say it. Totally, but Dina, you know what? I think that in speaking with him, he would probably say, you know what? Maybe I am a badass. Maybe I am an asshole. Okay. Did, did I get the job done? That's true. That is so <laughs> true. So right. that is it for Policy and Pound Cake. I'm about to make some chicken pot pie for my niece. What are you going to do? I am about to head out to the grocery store because you're supposed to be getting a snowstorm. Hmm. Not. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend, everyone.